What's up? This is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 73. We are here for Mind Over Magic. I'm coming in off of a, a very crazy day yesterday. What's up with you, Mr. Diddleman? Oh, I am uh, I am struggling this morning. but uh, You are looking groggy. <laughs> I am groggy. But that, I'm going to attribute it mostly because I got um, the booster yesterday. Ah, so I, yeah. I think we talked about I just did that last week, too. Yeah, I got the third shot. I did a mix mm-hmm. and match. I, uh-huh. I did Moderna the first two goes and now Pfizer. There's yeah. there's some studies again. I I'm looking into the my own research. I hate that uh-huh. phrase now. <laughs> so yeah, much. right, right. I did my own Google. <laughs> no, but uh, the New York Times had an article about how like uh, mixing matching uh, could theoretically be like slightly more protective because it's like technically like a different whatever is in the vaccine. You know, more protection protection and covering. But I don't know. I think it's pretty much the same if you just stuck with the same um, manufacturer. And also, well, it was news to me that the three, like you know how, like I've had three shots, all were Pfizer. Yeah. Did you know they're all identical of those, like of those three? Did yeah. you know that there's no difference between the first dose and the second dose, or even a third dose? Right, right, right. Like they're not. I changing. didn't know that. Yeah, like the first and the second one, I knew are exactly the same because yeah. they're just like activating whatever that is in your, you know, immune system. Uh, yeah. So if someone's going in for their third shot the same day someone's going in for their first shot, they're totally interchangeable. I didn't know that. Yeah. The the anyway. difference with the Moderna booster is just it's a smaller dose for the booster, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, this is not a science podcast. Or it isn't? <laughs> no. <laughs> what do we talk about here? We talk about magic and mind reading and showbiz. Um, I believe. I don't know. I'm still groggy. <laughs> <laughs> I had maybe a 12-hour day yesterday. What? Tell me about... Wow. That's uh, that, I mean, that's a day. That's like For showbiz a, standards, that's a long day. Yeah, that's a ha- yeah. <laughs> Usually a showbiz day is like an hour. <laughs> right? At least the actual performance right. aspect. But I was like on stage for about that long. You were on stage for 12 hours? Almost, not including like maybe a, a lunch break in which I didn't really eat. Um, and, you know, a few other things. A lot of hurry up and wait. We were filming a commercial at the theater. Commercial. Wow. All right. Yeah. What was the commercial for? I didn't sell out. I'm not like, you know, it wasn't a commercial for like a, uh, you know, hard drive. A hard drive is in front of me, which is why I chose that to be what I was selling. Well, no, that, it was a commercial for the actual show. That also took me a second. I'm like, what is a hard drive? <laughs> That's how groggy he yeah, is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what is a hard drive? Uh, it's like a long drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, no, no. like, like my drive from Erie to New York was a hard drive. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so okay, so it's for your show. You did a commercial for your show. Yeah, and we, we've had one already, but we shot it, you know, way back when, when the show first opened. So the show looks, as we talked about last week, totally different now. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and so do I, probably. Yeah, So yeah. it was time to, just the same way we re- refresh marketing uh, uh-huh. and things like that and refresh the actual show, it was also time to refresh the commercial. So we reshot the entire show last night at 7 o'clock, but we also spent uh, probably from around 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock, like a nice three-hour block, uh, shooting just like pickup shots with the camera operators actually on stage getting shots you can't get during the actual live show. Right. All right. So let's dive into this. What? How long is a com- the commercial final product going to be? I, I would imagine there's probably like a 30-second version as well as maybe a 15-second version. Okay. And that takes 12 hours to boil it down. Well... <laughs> Door to door, leaving my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, home. no, I know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. They they started, well, they set up a jib. Okay. I love a good jib. Do we need a description of what a jib is? I'm on probably. board, but if you want to describe it for listeners who might not be familiar. I, I can't imagine that's like common lingo, right? No, it's very, very much a TV and film producing term. So what is it? How do you? How would one describe a jib? I don't even know where to go with that. Uh, it's like but, an arm, a giant arm. Yeah, a, a, that's a, a camera's attached to, and there's like a, a, the jib operator is able to kind of move it 
up and down. It's like a giant boom arm for a camera. Yeah, it's enormous. Like when you watch the Oscars and you see those sweeping shots over the audience, yeah. that's usually done with a jib. Yeah. It looks like a drone shot almost. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it weird we know what drones are? You're right. But not <laughs> yeah, it's like, anyway, they probably just do it with drones in a few years from now. Now, Matt, if you have a little jib, is it a giblet? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that got uh, zero response from you. <laughs> You can call it whatever you want, okay, but good. we had some uh, we had some gimbals, which are like moving cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, we had all kinds of stuff going on yesterday, and we had a great shoot. It was uh, long and fun. I think we captured a lot of good stuff, and I worked with the same director who directed the commercial last time because okay, he did such a great job. He also directed the opening videos in my shows. We've had a couple of different ones, and he, he's been involved in both of those. Um, now, his name is Jeff Lester. Okay. Are you ready for me to tell you his claim to fame? Yes. Now he's please. done a lot of great things, but uh, and he's a wonderful person, uh, such a good eye for this stuff. Uh, great director, has a, a production company here in Vegas, but also has an acting background. Oh, okay. So he was. So his claim to fame isn't from directing; it's from being in something. Um, at least for me. Okay. Yeah, for me. Like I, yeah, like I said, he's done lots of things. Um, but I remember being most shocked when I found out. He was the masseuse in Seinfeld, a very famous episode. I'm sure you must have seen. I haven't seen Seinfeld in so long, but oh my god, I'm, su- I'm surprised. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there was the famous line, "It moved." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What, yeah. He massaged, yeah, that, I believe yeah. it was George. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I I I gotta be able to think. I, I gotta imagine um, someone here listening must of course. know. I think people are. Uh, familiar with that episode. I think it's a pretty famous one. So you um, were like, let me get that masseuse guy to direct my... I had no idea. I found it out <laughs> later. We, we'd been, he doesn't go around, you know, telling people about it. So I found out quite a bit of time later, yeah. um, you know, that that... And his, he's married to Susan Anton, who I know from World's Greatest Magic because she was a special celebrity guest on that. <laughs> but I believe... I mean, she's done a ton of things too, but I believe she w- was on Love Boat way back when. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen Love Boat. I mean, I don't know. what That 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 was a yeah. long time ago, right? Yeah, definitely. That was like a Nick at Night when I was little, maybe. Maybe so, TV Land, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, definitely an older show. Uh, yeah. But everyone was on Love Boat at some point. That was the whole Is point Is that true? Of, yeah, I, that was the whole point of Love Boat was like all the celebrity guests would kind of take Oh, I didn't cruise. know that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. More importantly, she was on World's Greatest Magic, so of let's course. be serious here. All right, let's. I want to With dive. Mac. I want to dive more into the uh, the commercial itself. So the commercial uh-huh. consists of shots. Were they just like shooting your show as normal, like while you were, had an audience and you were performing? At- yeah, we shot the show mm-hmm. in real time live last night. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. then, and then you said there was pickup shots afterwards to get that those angles and before. Oh, you did that before the show. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, just close-ups and things just so they could get, you know, really close to the action, come on stage, sort of move around me in a circle, those sorts of things that you can't do during the actual live show. Now, what's the balance when it comes to shooting a commercial? You're essentially doing a promo reel for your show, and uh, uh, any magicians or performers that are listening to this might be considering this same question of how to best showcase yourself in that short amount of time without necessarily giving away the surprises of the show or spoiling something. Because when I'm watching movie trailers these days, I try to actually avoid them as much as possible because I feel like they're giving away too much, right? And they're, right. they're giving away the endings or surprises that should be real surprises while you're watching it. So right. how are you balancing? And how much of the directing are you doing versus uh, the masseuse from Seinfeld uh, <laughs> having a say? <laughs> Uh, it's definitely done in tandem. You know, uh-huh. it's a it's a collaborative collaborative effort effort for sure. Uh, I think the answer is it's a really difficult balance, but I think a lot of those decisions are made in post, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the idea is shoot everything. Yeah. Even if I know I'm not going to use this because this is too much of a spoiler, whatever right. it is, um, I think you shoot it and then you can decide. I think I'm going to have a better handle on because I'm most familiar with the show on like what I'm comfortable with sharing and not sharing in terms of what's too much of a spoiler and what's not. Right. Um, so like 
they might deliver a product to me, a rough draft, and I might say, oh, this is great, but let's not show this. Mm -hmm. Or let's put it in fast motion or put it in reverse or something. Let's, you know, it it just shows a little too much of what it looks like and it it would give it away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Reverse is interesting. (laughs) Just to like see you moving backwards or something. I'm just giving examples. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, you know, or I might say take that out completely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's the one thing I know from the bit of video production that I've done myself is like coverage is just so important, and coverage is making sure you get the angles of the scene from you know over the shoulder, one person over the shoulder, the other person, the wide shot, so that shot, so that you have um, options in the edit so that you can cover mistakes or lines or anything that you can't do by switching to another angle. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, exactly. And so they essentially filmed your whole show. They did. The three yeah, cameras, yeah, I think. Three yeah, cam- in, in yeah. the pickup shots, yeah. Wow. Um, now, we've all, you know, any anyone who is a performer may have at some point had to sort of produce a reel. Right, right. Uh, or uh, promo, what did you call it? A promo. Promo reel. Promo reel, yeah. Yeah. Um, So we, you know, many of us can relate to that and the difficulty of it and audio is half the battle and this and that. Now, for a commercial, for me, I'm not calling it easy, but that's kind of the easier part um, because in the context of um, commercials, at least how I envision this one will look, there's, you know, music and a voiceover and some digital effects at the end and, like, you have your commercial. However, if you're using actual like sound and audio from your live performance, it becomes more difficult. So in addition to capturing the commercial, we were also we're also hoping to capture B-roll. Right. What we call B-roll in this context is um, a lot of times when you do these talk shows and the easiest way for me to put this into context is to use music as an example. Mm -hmm. So let's say it's, uh, you know, Gwen Stefani. Uh, what they'll want to do is they'll want 20 to 30 seconds of one song being performed, not a flash bang, cut to this, cut to that, all these different scenes, like a fast paced reel, right. but a undisturbed portion of the performance. Now you can cut in between cameras, but the same effect. still, what's that? The same effect, the same part of the show. Yeah, the, the same, same routine, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're hoping to have some of that in there too to update the, the B-roll of the show as well, which oftentimes is shown in, in lots of different contexts. There's lots of different things that could be used for. Um, oftentimes on talk shows, like when you're being introduced and things like that, they'll have something running in the background when you're talking about your show, things like that. That um, Now, this is funny that I, this next question kind of comes from, I was talking with... Uh, your your buddy Stuart last night, your manager and road guy uh, and overall entertainment guru uh, of just how like difficult, especially in Vegas, marketing choices seem to be because the challenge is you are marketing to a lot of people who do not live in Vegas. It's a lot of tourism. Um, so where are these commercials going to be shown? Like what, what is the context of the use of the commercial and how to get it to the people that are, you're trying to get to come to see your show? That's a great question. I know a little bit about it. Um, it, it could play anywhere from the TV screens in ca- taxi cabs to like large digital billboards you see as you're driving down the strip, mm-hmm. to television screens, flat screens that are sort of in Caesar's properties. It could be, you know, in Vegas, they have screens on the bathroom sinks. I mean, it could play <laughs> any of those places. Um, but also traditionally, like in a traditional sense, as a commercial on TV, right. we run them um, sometimes even in New York, actually. Oh, do you? Um, in different... Um, yeah, different markets that are, um, you know, very commonly visiting Las Vegas. So you'll see it play here, but you'll also see it play in uh, markets that are um, big drivers of the Vegas economy, essentially. Yeah. Or airports. I mean, right. it really could be, it could even be used, you could see it as you're scrolling through Inst- Instagram as a uh, sponsored story type thing, or, you know, or Facebook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's yeah, one of those things that could appear anywhere. Because, like, I know in New York here, we'll get the Broadway commercials for the different mm-hmm. shows. But I, mm-hmm. it's like you don't see that when I'm back home in Massachusetts or anything because it's very much geared specifically for this market. Although mm-hmm. Broadway is tourism, too, so I don't know why they're not. 
they probably are sending them out to different markets as well. But it's just that balance to figure out how to how much of his local advertising, you know, trying to get people while they're there in Vegas with like the billboards driving up and down the streets and all the other stuff like that. But to balance it with something to send out to other areas of people who are coming to Vegas, maybe they're deciding before they get there as well. So it's it's tricky, I think, to figure out yeah, how a lot to of best times, allocate that money. A lot of times we'll use it as a support system to appearances that are already happening. So like if I'm doing a show in New York, like a Today Show or something, we right. might run a commercial in that hour that I'm going to be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or America's Got Talent or a talk show or whatever. Sometimes we'll use it that way. Um, and the other thing that like I sort of, grazed over was he said how do you capture like how do you know what to show in that 30 seconds or whatever it is and i think for any show the idea is to try to like capture the spirit and energy of what the show is so that's really what i'm hoping to do Mm -hmm. we'll see if we're able to succeed at it but it's 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 not easy right and i think this ties into the last episode when we were talking about like what is the intent and what are you trying to convey towards your audience? So I'm, I imagine there's a lot of shots of the audience reacting because that's kind of conveying the end goal. So when people are seeing a commercial, they can envision themselves in the audience standing and cheering and laughing and having a good time because that's the ultimate result you want to get from your show and essentially to convey that through the commercial as well. Well, funny you should bring that up. Yes, that would normally be the case, but in... 2021 with an amassed audience oh, sure right <laughs> and wanting the footage to be a little more evergreen than totally that. forgot yeah everyone's in masks <laughs> you know which which that footage might look normal for mm. a few years i don't know how long that's yeah. gonna look normal yeah. for um but just in case that's not the case which it very well might not be um you know w- w- there might be less audience shots than you might expect yeah yeah so that's yeah, that's fascinating. I didn't even Yeah, that. right. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, yeah. that's great. So, long day, 12 hours, but you felt like you got it done. Yeah. And, oh yeah. No, I honestly, I was so confident even after we just did the pickup shots, we hadn't even shot the show yet. I was like, I kind of think we got it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that we're not going to be showing the audience a ton, I was like, kind of got a lot of good stuff. So, We'll see. But it's exciting to see them setting up the jib in there and everything and yeah. like all that. It's like a big to-do and yeah. there's just a, a fun energy in the room when you're doing that stuff. And maybe we'll post that final product onto our socials here at Mind Magic Pod. Uh, yeah, I said to out. Jeff, I said to him, you'll have it to me by uh, by tomorrow by 2 p.m., which was a joke <laughs> because who knows? It'll probably be ready, you know, 2023, but right. <laughs> hopefully much sooner. We'll see. Sure. It was a, was a joke, but yeah, everyone knows your <laughs> rep as a crack of the whip on people. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a mini whip, is it called a whiplet? That's not a term though. <laughs> I was really hoping for just crickets on that. <laughs> crickets was my hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh I had a quite a quite a weekend. I was up in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh performing at Keller's Magic and Comedy Club. Now this looks like a really awesome setup. Yeah, I really like this club. Uh Bobby Borgia is uh the man in charge of this club. It used to be a comedy club, I think Juniors Last Laugh was the name Did of it. Did he used to go by Bob? Bob Borgia? That's a magician, right? Yeah. I know Bob Borgia. There you go. Yeah. So he was uh, on Masters of Illusion years ago. Amazing. So Bob, yeah. uh, Bobby, as we call him, he uh, he basically revamped this whole comedy club and redesigned it with amazing magic posters and uh, just a whole vibe to it. Uh, there's a little station where you could sit and it looks like you're levitating. So it's really dove into the Keller backstory because um, the great magician uh, Keller was born or lived rather in Erie, Pennsylvania. And no one in Erie knew this until Bobby really just like brought this history back to life. Um, and uh, Keller, of course, was uh, famously kind of like a teacher to Houdini in some ways. And he, uh, he was kind of the inspiration for the Wizard of Oz. Uh, in the books uh, based off of his illusions. So there's all these uh, historical 
elements in the club of like actual letters from Keller, you know, in that estate in the Bobby really worked with um, with uh, the family that still has ties there uh, to get some of these amazing historical artifacts. But for me, I just loved that it was like a comedy club style for a magic venue. And it's just like I feel very much at home in that comedy club world, kind of where I got my start, you know, getting uh, just doing clubs. So I had a blast doing this show, these shows Uh, and uh, we're driving up to Erie. It's like a six and a half hour drive uh, without traffic from New York. So that's why I did that hard drive joke earlier, Matt. Right, hard drive. <laughs> uh, but uh, they put me up in a nice hotel uh, right on the water by Lake Erie, uh, which, boy, this was like the first like cold snap, too, that I experienced because yes. New York hasn't been too cold. It's cold now, but uh, it's just like the winds were whipping and everything like that. But I got there a night early because, as is common with um, comedy clubs, is you got to do morning radio. How mm-hmm. much morning radio have you done, Matt? Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. And what are the ch- what are the biggest challenges you think doing morning radio? I would say waking up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for me, who I do not operate well very early in the morning. I mean, it's noon thirty at your your time right now, and you're still <laughs> barely operating. You're guzzling a coffee. You're eating a donut. Your eyes are shut during the entire conversation. I thought you fell asleep for a little bit. That's I true. mean, that's true. Uh, <laughs> not that I can't wake up early, but usually I just get on a plane and then sleep on the plane, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you have to be on at like it was like seven in the morning. Uh, yeah, for which that means you're up at like yeah. five or six. You, yeah. yeah, it's just it's tough. I don't know how they do it every day. Yeah, it's just they have a different schedule, right? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I did two radio shows in the morning. Uh, now. Are you? Do you ever expect to perf- like? Do they? Do you think that they expect you to perform on the sh- radio show or just? Talk? Um, I usually know going in whether or not I'm sort of uh, required, not required, but you know, expected to perform. If I'm performing or if I'm talking, I usually know if you know if it's one, two, or both or whatever. Um, not to say that there haven't been instances where I was surprised one way or the other, but you, generally I have a pretty good idea. Um, radio? I don't recall ever performing on radio, but not to say I haven't done right, it. Right, right. It's tricky because, I mean, more for magic than mentalism, I guess, it's very visual. So you need to, like, have them describe what's happening. So Did you do this? Uh, so I, I went in because I didn't know if I, they were going to expect me to perform or not, and I was kind of going in with the game plan of not performing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I did bring just a couple things you know, some business cards or whatever with me uh, to do what I need to do to to do anything. Uh, and uh, I just kind of, I offered it almost because I was like, they were like, we're going to do two segments. We're going to plug the show in the first one. And then if you want to try something, because with mind reading, I guess you just have to trust that the 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 DJ I'm reading their mind just isn't in on it. That's the only thing you have to convey to the audience yeah. listening at home because you could just do a teleplay, you know, or just like almost prearrange it and get the same effect. But to have a genuine reaction, I think that's what really conveys the show. So um, the first one I did a uh, little uh, mind reading of uh, the DJ's first crush, which was nice. fun. And then over at the other station, I uh, predicted a time set on my watch that they named any time at all. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So, again, it's not like these were videoed uh, so mm-hmm. that people could see them happening. But as long as you can describe what's happening along the way, I think that conveys the effect. And they trust the host enough. It's, a, it's again, going back to our AGT ideology of um you know using the judges who are the trusted centerpieces mm-hmm. for the the audience at home uh so uh, yeah i use the djs uh as well so awesome i know the feeling of like you're like i almost pretty much offered because i was ready but like i've been in situations like that where depending on my rapport with the person it's just more comfortable for me if i just start performing yeah exactly. <laughs> right it was, was it one of those things yeah i was just like well it 
it's fun for radio because they can cut to a song and then like during the song as it's playing before you come back, you could just be like, all right, now in this next segment, I'm going to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, just be prepared. Just uh, I was basically like, I've done a bunch of radio, especially when we were on EGT and they'd have you going through that, that circuit of, you know, you're on all oh, these yeah. morning calls and plugging oh, yeah. the show. And I was just like, this is old hat now for me. It's been a little while since I've done some radio, but I was like, just throw it to me. I'll, I'll handle this segment, you know, once we come back from the song and yeah. uh, just trust that I'll, uh, you know, be able to set up the, the next effect I'm going to do on you and like so forth. So it's fun. Well, you to- know what else is great practice for radio? What is that? Like doing a podcast, yeah. for example. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to try to mention that I was like, "Yeah, I, I got this." This is I, we've been podcasting for a year and a half now. More there you than, go. More than a year and a half. Has uh, it been that long? Yeah, man. <laughs> Still feels new to me. Yet we made a cardinal mistake today. What was that? It's our Thanksgiving episode, and we haven't even said Happy Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> Is this our Thanksgiving? It's technically coming out after Thanksgiving, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, barely. This is yeah. isn't this it? This is it. This is the one. What's it come out Black Friday? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, Happy ha- Thanksgiving for crying out loud! Happy Black Friday to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are listening to this while they're clamoring to get the new Tickle Me Elmo. What a reference to just people. <laughs> Are people still even remember Tickle Me Elmo? Yeah, people are going crazy for Furbies right now as we speak. <laughs> Furbies? Yeah. We, we had a Furby. Yeah? Uh, I think we taught it to sleep, and then just it would wake up randomly in the middle of the night and terrify us. Tamagotchi? No. No, no. Nano? No. <laughs> it's the throwback 90s episode. <laughs> uh so let's jump back to Keller. <laughs> <laughs> so radio's done. Back to Keller. Yeah, yeah. Does, does Bobby, Bobby as you call him, does he perform there? The guy who started this place? Uh, he is more in the MC role and producing everything. So he was actually wasn't there the first night because he's working on so many other projects. Uh, but he flew in just to see my second performance and then kind of introduced the club. I had an opener. So he introduced the opener, who was a comic from Cincinnati area and then uh they do about 15 minutes and then i ended up doing about an hour um my, my ended whole up show. doing does that mean you like planned on doing a half hour but it just dragged on what does that no, mean no 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 i told them it was going to be between like 45 and an hour so okay i, cool. I kind of based off the crowd and getting people up on stage and uh you know so the subtext here is it was going so well exactly yeah they said basically i could do as long as i wanted uh, depending on the audience, because at this phase, as we're still coming out of the pandemic, they're just doing uh, Friday and Saturday nights. So I think you know during the the peak season, they opened the sh- the club right before the pandemic hit. So for a while, he put all this money in, invested everything, and then it's just about you know kind of biding your time until live performances could come back. So they're still transitioning out of the lockdown into you know, several months now, you know, back to live shows. So we're still figuring it out and it's building an audience and the crowd is great. Uh, the second night, Matt, we, there was a the packed crowd in half of the audience. You'll get, you'll be interested in this. Half of the audience to my right came from the uh, Lake Erie Gala convention, which was a, I'm trying to get the exact wording right. I had to go to their website just to not uh, get this wrong. It's a cross-dressing and transgender person convention was my whole right side of the audience. And they were lovely. They were fantastic. They were into the show. They were having a good time. Uh, I used a few of them into the show, making drawings and so forth. And a lot came up to me after and just had a blast. So, um, you know, they tried to give me a heads up going in just because, like, you know, it's not a everyday uh, occurrence when you walk into a, a show and half of your and audience. And a huge percentage, yeah, right, huge is all percent- from one, whatever mm-hmm. it is. It could be an accounting convention. Exactly. I mean, exactly. it changes the vibe, you know. And and you never know in certain parts of the country who aren't as, you know, necessarily comfortable. Hopefully that, right. you know, LGBTQ community is getting more and more accepted across the country. But... Uh, just as a heads up to me as a performer and whoever, you know, the rest of the audience, you know, didn't seem to mind either. You never know with some people. But uh, the um, I was like, yeah, I do burlesque shows and all these 
shows in New York. I was like, it's not going to be a problem. Like this is, I'm pretty liberal and you know, this is it's accepting of uh, people's lifestyles and so forth. So I was like, you're not going to have a problem with me. And I, I know uh, other, um, other performers, you know, maybe if they're more traditional and haven't had that experience, it might've been a more difficult show for them. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just because, you know, we talk about using pronouns correctly and everything like that, I think people get in that habit of, uh, you know, whatever their traditional, you know, cis, white, normal, heteronormative ways are sometimes that they want to be respectful and just don't know the terminology. But I was like, yeah, you got to kind of actively make sure you're inclusive and everyone's having a good time. Because remember, people are just people and they want to have a good time. And I think that's the the bottom line. So I had fun. They were a fun group. So I was glad they came out and, uh, and included uh, my performance as part of their convention. Yeah, that's awesome. So it looks like a great venue. I saw some great pictures you were posting up on the old, uh, the old E. Diddleman on the Instagram and stuff like that. And it's cool to see magic venues like that flourish. I hope it continues to. It sounds like it's a cool place, like where it's got a magic vibe to it, to the point where like people would like it, but it's not like too magicy where it's off putting. So yeah, I like that. yeah. And after the show, they had a close up guy at the bar, so if oh, you that's could fun. Stay and have drinks and see some more close up magic. Yeah, I'd like to visit a place like that. It's been so long since I've got to go to anything even close to that. Isn't there one in Chicago? A new one, right? There's a couple. Pl- places in chicago and here in new york we're obviously got our own magic shows that are very intimate and very is there anything like that in new york where they also have like the bar thing though um the new york shows are like very uh each each one's a little bit different in terms of format i guess but Mm -hmm. i guess the closest would be like speakeasy magic where Mm -hmm. it's all show geared around magicians and you got the magician at each table doing uh close up and then they rotate around so, right. It's which, really kind of a shame we don't have Wonderground back here in Vegas, which was kind of a, a magic-y hangout, you know? That was Jeff McBride's, yeah, like yeah, little magic I, lounge and performance and show. I believe that has not returned, or at least not returned in person as of yet, but um, it's kind of a shame, you know? I, I, I really do miss the in-person stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. glad to be working and performing again, but it's not, you know, life is still very much... Um, you know, recovering from the pandemic across the board mm-hmm. on a lot of different things. So, anywho, absolutely. Ask me some questions, brother. Ask me some uh, I, some I, I difficult think it's questions. Time for diddle me this, diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles? All right, here we go. Uh, I have many keys but few locks. I have space but no room. You can enter, but you cannot come in. What am I? What are your thoughts? Ah, okay. So, keys but no locks. One of my favorite riddles back in the day was the answer was generally a piano. Mm -hmm. But that's not the answer to this. No, correct. Because of the other ones. So, uh, the last one was you can enter, but not what? You cannot come in. Not come in. And the second part was? I have space but no room. Uh, this is a good one. You like this and one. And I believe I've got it. Do we have a term for the opposite of a butt riddle? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should come up with one. Because <laughs> this is definitely the opposite of a butt riddle, from my opinion. And the answer is keyboard? That is correct. Yes. You have keys to whoop, type whoop. on, a space whoop. bar. And an enter button. Boop, boop. And if you were stuck, I was going to be like, and then you got to close your tab. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good addition. You came up with that? I like it. Yeah. You can command and control me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's getting weird. New trivia now. Uh, Don't end the shift. Uh, Can I just start singing the trivia song? I mean, what are (laughs) Now I'm tempted to make you do that, but no, here we go. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, 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 trivia, pressure, trivia time. This is in reference to your hands. My hands, specifically? Uh, Yours would be included. Okay. 
Which nail grows the fastest? What nail grows the fastest? Now, if you haven't noticed, this is technically a multiple choice question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one from each day. I did not know that your fingernails grow in different speeds. I did not know that until today. I, I do, if I want to hear you think about it and so on, but I have a clue down the line because it sounds like it's not something you know right off the bat. Right. But a, as you talk about it, I could maybe give you a hint that's a little, you, go ahead. Let's hear what you got so far. Well, my instinct is to go with either the thumb or the pinky just because they're like the, the, the odd fingers out per se. <laughs> Interesting. Um, like, I don't know. Is Also, is a thumb technically a finger? Is that we're the thumb that does count. Okay. Um, um, but my clue will give you more information on that. More information on the thumb specifically, actually. I don't even know how to base this. Like my thinking around this is it the the middle finger because you're trying to like extend it longer towards certain people, <laughs> <laughs> like me when I ask you butt trivia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely a butt trivia. <laughs> um, a phrase I would never utter from my mouth if it weren't for you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I just my instinct is gonna say. Uh, well, well, I, I, well I, I do have a hint, don't forget. All right, give me the hint. Okay. It's an interesting hint. Uh, I just kind of came up with it now as I was doing my research because I, like, I was like, is this true when I first found out the fact and I did a little bit of research? Um, All right, I don't so, even trust the answer now because you're saying you did your own research. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was in the trivia book and okay. then I researched. Okay, good. <laughs> so what I found in my research is that the thumb mm -hmm. grows the slowest. Oh, all right. All right, my instinct then is going to go pinky. No? Okay. <laughs> now, the reason I thought that was a decent hint is because the thumb is the shortest. Yeah. And it grows the slowest. So that's the middle finger is the longest? So I, yeah. I mean, I said middle finger at one point, but. You did. Uh, interesting. Why is this? Do we know why? Uh, I don't know why, but the longest finger apparently grows the fastest. Okay. I, I don't know if I like this riddle, but uh, I guess. Well, it's trivia. It, oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I don't Listen, like you don't have to like it. It is what it is. It's a fact about the human body. There We're we talking go. about hands. Yep. I'm a sleight of hand guy. It just felt on brand to me. Now, when you're practicing... Um, like card tricks or anything like that, and you're you're noticing your slights. Do you notice that your middle finger is nail is sometimes longer than the rest? I have never once noticed it. <laughs> I have intentionally tried to grow my nails uh, years in the past when I was, mm -hmm. you know, really trying to finger pick on the guitar, which it, right. it sounds different if you have nails in a good way. Um, to the point where some guitar players actually, you know, glue on nails. James Taylor wears fake nails. Wow. He had a whole that. video online teaching you how to do it. Anyway, I didn't do that. I just decided I'm going to let him grow a bit. Mm -hmm. And I have no recollection of the, um, of the middle finger growing faster. So I cannot vouch for it firsthand. Alas, the trivia book says it's true, as wow. does Google. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, very good. Very yeah, good. you like that? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have big Thanksgiving plans? No, I mean, I'm just going home to visit family uh, after we finish recording this. I'm going to drive up uh, to Massachusetts. You know, I'm traveling the two worst days to travel, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, and then I got to come back uh, to New York the day after Thanksgiving. So uh, Thanksgiving itself will be nice just to hang out with my immediate family, my brother, sister-in-law, and niece, and my mother are getting together, and uh, yeah, we're just going to chill. And then I got to drive back to get to uh, some shows this weekend at Speakeasy Magic and Scam. So, do you do any Black Friday shopping? No, and I don't think I ever did. <laughs> I think Not I've, even online these days. No Cyber Monday for you. I've kind of just always avoided that. I, I've also mostly um, done last minute shopping. You know, like right. <laughs> yeah, but it could be holidays. shopping for yourself. It could be like, oh, I always wanted this. It could be anything, headphones, and then you just wait till Cyber Monday to make the purchase, and you get you know twenty percent off. You know, it's not your thing. Yeah, maybe if there's something that 
piques my interest. But I've never done like the in-person mad rush. And I'm curious how that is even like in post-pandemic or post-lockdown times, right? Where are people going to go as crazy in stores? I do. I do. I, I, I think... I think the people who go will go as crazy, but I th- I do think the numbers will be, um, you know, 15% less or yeah. something like that, right? There's going to be a little bit of a decline in those who are uh, eager to get out there in the stampedes. We, um, we, we also have uh, Hanukkahs, like, very early this year. So you got to get yeah, a lot of- Yeah, I saw of, that. It's on some, my calendar. Yeah. Get For some whatever shopping reason, Apple done. puts the holidays, yeah. Yeah, get some shopping done earlier than normal. Uh, but my family, we usually just like do maybe one gift on Hanukkah and just save the rest for Christmas because we celebrate both. So right, yeah, <laughs> there's not Good as for much you. Pre- not as much pressure. Um, but uh, yeah, what about you? Are you doing anything for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I've got uh, family coming over during the day. I will of course be performing in the evening for our special Thanksgiving show. Yeah, you've got a show on the holidays typically right oh absolutely yeah yeah and what are the crowds like for these holiday shows oh it's crazy i mean every show this week i mean it's just we're sold out in advance you know what i mean it's like Mm -hmm. it's the craziest weeks of the year this and and christmas it's just like um yeah it's honestly it's not it's just most shows in vegas i mean if you're ever here during a holiday week it's like people are just clamoring to get tickets to everything sells out across town this time of year. So um, audiences are amazing, which is awesome because we were filming a commercial last night. So it was great to have that sort of uh, holiday energy in the room, if you will. Um, But also tonight we're doing, um, we're not going to do it actually on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, I will have, uh, my brothers are going to come by and we'll do a little Thanksgiving that uh, Tiana is Uh, instrumental in preparing but tonight which is actually the day before thanksgiving when we're recording this we're doing a potluck at the theater oh okay which was the idea of one of our stage managers lulu um so like i walked in one day and there was like a list on the wall and it like you could write your name and what you were going to bring nice so i was like oh this is fun so i signed us up what are you bringing i think turkey you're in charge of the whole turkey I think so. Wow! There you go. And yeah, you don't vegans. know. You don't. <laughs> you don't know, and it's tonight. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I believe we are bringing in a turkey, and it's a real turkey. It's not like a tofurkey thing, because right. other people like to eat, you know, yeah, real turkey. So, yeah, um, yeah, that'll be fun. I don't. I don't really know. It'll be casual. I don't know if we're going to be eating prior to the show or if we're hanging out after the show. I don't right. know what we're doing. Sure. All I know is I walked in, there was a potluck on the wall, and I was interested. So, But that's a nice, I mean, building that kind of bond with your crew and staff and everyone that works on the show and, uh, you know, getting that. I mean, you're, you, you've already been showing off how much fun you have backstage with all your dance videos that you've been doing. So, right? <laughs> your dance TikToks. We so, have so much fun. Is there going to be a Thanksgiving-themed dance video <laughs> uh, i don't know one okay see that's the thing these dances all exist you know mm-hmm. i just found out recently that when you see like dc it stands for dance credit right. right so i always put the dance credit of you know the i try to find the person who originated the trend and mm-hmm. give them the dance credit but wouldn't it be cool to invent your own um well i was gonna say we must have david copperfield do a dance so that you can have the dc as dc Oh, there you go. DC, DC. <laughs> While reading a Batman comic. So ah. DC, DC, DC. <laughs> and and then in Washington. In Washington. <laughs> while getting a recommendation about vaccines. So it's a DC, 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 in DC from the CDC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> Um, maybe we'll invent one called the turkey trot to right. your thanks to for you to fulfill your Thanksgiving request. There's oh no, a, it's too late now. Yeah, yeah, I guess. You know so. what I mean? Like you would have had to do that like a month earlier, and then like by the time the video makes its rounds, it's Thanksgiving. You know? Uh, yeah. You gotta, well, you can prepare for the next holiday. I'll prepare for the Christmas one. Yeah, Christmas dance. Christmas da- dance. There's way more Christmas songs to choose from. Very few th- Thanksgiving songs. I've already got a Christmas dance in mind, though. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, I've already got it prepared. I just need to get the correct Christmas outfit, and I'll be ready to rock with that. We've gone from a magic and mind reading podcast to a Matt dances on TikTok <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, much more positivity around the dancing. I told you. Even with you, even you are just more akin to want to talk about that now. <laughs> I also feel if we could tie in uh, Cobra Kai into this, we'll hit all the bases of our podcast. Yeah. We yeah. just get a couple of the, you know, karate them based. to join in. Yeah. Oh, a karate there based dance. There you go. Yeah. I, I like let you that. borrow my Cobra Kai Halloween costume. Listen, if you, if I can do the kata from Karate Kid 3, and that's kind of a dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh matt we got more to talk about in our next episode uh we're we're away next week so we're gonna go right into a bank but uh we should uh wrap up this week with some goals at least first yeah uh, man what so do you got my goals i didn't do much of my goal last week i was gonna finish a book i got like four pages deeper into the book that i was reading so i'm just gonna carry that over is that uh, Aussie's book that we yeah. were both reading? It's yep. funny. We're both reading it at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That like never happens, but we are. Yeah, we're having a little book club. Aussie Wind has a new book out about uh, things you can do before a show to make a show even better, which is nice. Yeah. And if you, uh, uh, if it makes you feel better, I brought the book with me on my travels this weekend and I never took it out of the bag. So. You know, I, I have such a bad habit of that. I like yeah. to just take books on trips just right. so that they get out of my house and I never yeah. read them or open them up. It's right, just, like I'm least likely to read it while traveling. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, but I still end up bringing them. I don't know why. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. And uh, your goal was to make a quick travel. We didn't even talk about the wedding you went to. Uh, but, Already? Uh, yeah. You, uh, I went to a wedding. You, you went, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you really covered that in depth. Uh, did you make that the was flight? amazing it was great yeah oh man it was tight it was tighter than the last one and my uh my bags got stuck at security the machine broke whoa no yeah, way it was insane it was just like and there was they were making no real it looked like there was no discernible effort to try to fix anything the guy working at tsa actually got these clamps so the little carousel that your bag goes through so they mm-hmm. can scan the bag yeah one of the guys working there took these clamps. I don't even know like what to relate it to. It's like tongs, but really long. And like he's like fishing out the bags using these tongs. But like you could just lean over and grab the bag, but he chose to use the tongs. I was just shaking my head. I was like, what is <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> I've never seen anything like this, and I'm going to miss my flight if you don't just grab the bag out of there. <laughs> I mean, we were dying. Tiana and I were literally dying. When he picked up the tongs, we're just like, there was just a nonverbal communication between she and I. Like, can you believe he's trying to pick that bag up with these little tongs? I'm like, what's going on? Anyway, we did make it. Good, good, good. And that was back home in Rhode Island? Where was it? Yeah, we went back to Rhode Island. So, uh, Saw so, uh, so old friends and family, and it was just, uh, it's always always great to do. But I get to go back and do that again uh, very shortly. Uh, I think next week, actually, I may have another trip back, which is nice. Good. I'm glad you're getting a little bit of this cold weather that we're experiencing, because you're getting too spoiled out in Vegas. It's cold today here in Vegas, my friend. What is cold in Vegas? Uh, let's see. Hey, Siri, what's the temperature today? Temperature for today will be 55 degrees, (sighs) and the low will be 48. The low's 48, man. All right, all right. The high's 55. It's not like I'm sunbathing. You know, I'm not going to be going to the pools. That's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So So anyway, um, goal-wise, yeah. What's your goal for next time? Um, are are we able to do a goal because the next episode we're recording now? Two-week goal. Two-week goal. Yeah. Um. I'll add another book to the book I want to finish, so I have two books. For two you know what I'm gonna do? Since it is a two week goal, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with finish the book, maybe. Finish the book. Or make headway. See, I just raised my goal to two books. You were just like, one book's good for you. Yeah, one might be good. Maybe even <laughs> just, and then I then I even made it making headway. <laughs> so. Even less headway. Yeah. In that book. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, Anywho, well, strong they, episode today. Yeah, I Go, feel. What were you gonna say? I feel groggy still, but uh, we got through one. We're gonna do another one in a bit. But uh, Matt, you got your show. People can yeah, buy tickets. Yeah, thank you. 
thank you everyone for for getting through the episode with us we do appreciate you uh we love our loyal listeners thanks for being part of this uh our shameless plugs are that i'm performing in vegas Eric's shameless plug is that he is. Yeah, uh, when this airs or when this comes out on Friday, uh, that night I'll be at Speakeasy Magic, my first time back since they reopened. I'll also be there the following uh, that Saturday as well, so the 26th and the 27th there. I'm also at Scam uh, on the 28th, and I'm co-hosting because Patrick is away. So me and Harrison are going to be running the show that week, um, on, uh, and that you can get tickets if you're in New York at Magic Scam dot com and uh of course visit our website mind over magic podcast.com uh definitely want to hear more from our listeners so if you have topics or any specific questions about magic or performing or mind reading or whatever uh shoot us an email at mind over magic podcast at gmail.com and of course hey let's try a test yeah okay I always want to know more about who's listening so every time I find out someone's listening I'm always like really excited I want to know like who they are and what they do Yes. So let's just do a little test here. Um, I want to know like who you are and what you do. I don't know what other information I need. I just, anything like it could uh-huh. be your age. It could be where you live. It could be what you do for a living. I just, I just like to know a little bit more about you. Um, so if you write me a DM on Instagram, I don't, I don't always see these come through, but if I'm, I'm thinking like, I want to come up with like a code, like a, all caps you start the message with that and I'll see it right away. What oh. should the word be? It should be something random that I like won't forget what it is. Uh, mind over magic? No, no. I want it to be like <laughs> funky. Oh, I oh let's do funky. Funky. All right. Yeah. So DM me. So you can DM Matt, you can DM me, or you can write to our email, mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. Well, now we're complicating it. But DM, (laughs) (laughs) yes, you could do all those things. But if you send me a DM and you put the first five letters are all caps, they have to be all caps, and it has to be the word funky, and that's what you have to start the message with. Um, If I see that, and then, of course, follow it up with information about yourself that I might be interested to know, um, and I will absolutely read it. Yeah, I would. I just go. want to do this test to see see if I can get some information. Mm-hmm. I love that we're adding funky into our lexicon, so now we can eventually just say "funky butt riddle." Sounds like an insult that you could call people. <laughs> <laughs> funky all caps episode title. Ship it. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Ship it. Wow. Uh, yeah, hit us up on the socials as well at Mind Magic Pod. Uh, thank you all for listening, uh, and uh, we'll talk to you. In two weeks, enjoy whatever we're about to record right now. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Stick around, Matt. All right, I'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>